At Gen Z Media, we like to spend all of our time making great shows for you and your family, like Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel, and so many more. And we're making new shows all the time, such as Cupid and the Reaper, The Hollow, and The Last Dog. And while all of this great content is free, it's not cheap to create and produce. So if you or your family enjoys listening to our shows, won't you please help us keep making more by supporting us? Go to our website at gzmshows.com and click on the link for Patreon. As a supporting member through Patreon, you'll have access to lots of fun stuff to share with the family, like notes from your favorite characters, bonus content, unique stickers, and t-shirts. But more importantly, you'll be helping us bring you great family shows that you can't find anywhere else. Thank you. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. New Jersey, this is Pants on Fire, and now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the golden joystick of truth and the cheat code of lies. Game over. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and beside me is our state-of-the-art sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for live in studio audience. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you too much. And uh, it is amazing what an audience I am. I am just so amazing. I have the best sound effects that I prepared for you guys today, like the sound of a cow who went to the vending machine and was disappointed that there were no Funyuns. Wait, I'm sorry, that wasn't it. Uh, that was my Aunt Zippy trying to play the oboe. Yeah, there we go. That, that's the sound. That's the Much sound. better, okay. much yeah. better, yeah. Uh, you know, I understand you're the in-studio audience. Yeah, that's my job. But now, for the first time, we actually have a live in-studio audience. Our amazing students in the fourth grade at Jefferson Elementary School. So, I, I actually don't know if, if we need you here today, Lisa. What? I mean, they, they do a pretty good job. You hear all the sounds they're making already, right? So just because they're here, you don't need me anymore? You're just going to kick me to the curb like some busted up computer? This is just like the dream I had last night. You had, you had a dream like this last night? Yeah, the dream where I was recycled and replaced by a bunch of stinky fourth graders. <laughs> no. oh. Stop it! You kids don't know the first thing about being a live in-studio audience. Do you even know how to make the sound of ducks cheering for other ducks playing soccer? They do, they do. Yeah, I think they did that really well, actually. Well, sure, fine, they did that, but do you know how to make the sound of donkeys complaining about the price of canned goods? <laughs> That's exactly what, what they would sound like, yeah. I think, I think they... Uh, they might, be, they might be a little better at this than, than you are. Fine. Maybe. I don't need this. 
I didn't wake up at the ridiculous hour of 11 o'clock in the morning to be insulted like this. I'm out. Oh, no, 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 don't be that way. No, of course we need you. We need you all the time. These kids can't take your place. I mean, they're really good at what you're doing. Don't get me wrong, but they can take your place. And isn't that right? Don't you want Lisa to be a part of the show? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, they love me? They love you. I have value. You have value. As a matter of fact, your value right now is to tell everyone how our game works. Oh, cool. They like me. Okay, so every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, and the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid, or in this case, a, a lot of kids who tried to replace me backstabbers. <laughs> what are we lying about today, Deborah? Today, we are lying about video games. Hmm. Games played by electronically manipulating images produced on a computer program on a television screen or other display screen. Lisa, I bet you know a lot about video games, don't you? Absolutely. You know, uh, before I was a sound effects robot, I actually used to be a video game. You, you, you were a video game? I was a video game. Kids used to love me. What kind of video game? What were you called? Uh, the oatmeal. Oatmeal. The oatmeal, oatmeal game. Interesting. Yeah, and, uh, kids would, uh, they'd get, uh, you would be playing a bowl. And then uh, the computer would put oatmeal in it, and you would have to push a button, and then it would say, yum. 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 That's it? Uh, I mean, you, sometimes you had to push two, uh, another button that said, ooh, good. Ooh, good. Ooh, good. Ooh, good. That... I don't know if that sounds like a really exciting video game. So. Yeah, well, that's what everyone said. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. Well, it's a good thing you're here with us now. Yeah. Doing much more exciting things than making oatmeal and video games. I yeah, think. I can say, ooh, yum. Yeah, exactly. I, but you don't necessarily want to talk about oatmeal. We're actually going to talk about our contestant, maybe, who's going to represent the class for the oh. game. Oh, that must be exciting for them. Yeah. <laughs> our human child contestant is a fourth grader whose favorite constitutional amendment is the right to refuse to eat lima beans. Hey. <laughs> That's one of them, isn't it? I think so. Her name is Imi Houseworth. Imi, hi, Imi. Welcome. Did you know you were going to be doing this today? Kind of. Surprise. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just found out myself. <laughs> How are you doing today? Are you good? Yeah. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What kind of things do you like to do for fun? I like to hang out with my friends Good. and sing and do gymnastics. Cool. Do you sing while you do gymnastics? Sometimes. Really? I bet that sounds like this. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? Half of the time. Oh. Nailed it. It's like you were there. That's crazy. And what do you love about Jefferson or any of the subjects here? What do you look forward to when you come to school? Um, I love my teachers. Oh, did and they my pay friends. you to say that? No. no? <laughs> you really, honestly, sincerely yes. love them. And your friends. That's so nice to hear. And what about video games? Have you heard of these things called video games? I love them. They're so you, much fun. You do? You love oatmeal? Uh, yeah, have you heard of that game? It was no. the biggest game, and you go, yum, delicious. Yeah, no, definitely not. What kind of video games do you like to play? Well, um, hmm. I like to play The Sims 4. Sims 4. And Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher? I don't know this game. Oh, uh, Slime Rancher, you play a rancher and you have to raise slime up 
and then you become famous. Oh, do you? you a heard? little bit. What was I was right? Oh yeah, I do that. I just well, you have to like change. take care of the slimes, and there are a lot of different types of slimes. Well, how do you take like, care of slime? Do you have to feed them? Yeah, you feed it like chicken and carrots. Wait, slime yeah. eats chicken? Yes. Oh, this sounds very strange to me. Oh, yeah, I think slime she's lying. Chicken. Is she lying? Is there anything called Slime Rancher? Yeah, just ask my brother Henry. Uh, hold on, let me call him. Hey, uh, Henry, uh, is there a Slime Rancher? <laughs> okay, thanks for, uh, uh, have fun. Oh, I don't know this game. It sounds like fun. Chickens and slime, very interesting. What will they think of next? I don't know. Slime Rancher too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slime Rancher too. Excellent. Well, I think um, I think you're well prepared. Have you you know a little bit about lying too? Have you ever have you ever told a lie? Yes, many of times. <gasps> many times. Do you ever get caught? Like or, when you said you, you love your teachers and your friends. <laughs> no, no, that's that a lie. No, okay. that was true. We could tell. <laughs> and what about? Um, are you good at lying? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And are you good at telling when other people are lying? Not really. No? Oh, this might be a very challenging game for you. But good for you that you've got your whole class to kind of help you out, too. So, would our first expert, Liel Leibovitz, please introduce yourself to Aimee. Hello, Aimee. My name is Liel Leibovitz, and I am a professor of video games. Professor of video games. research and teach about video games in universities. Okay, and our next expert is Sharon Marks. Sharon, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, Aimee. Nice to meet you. My name is Sharon, and I write music for video games. So I that add all those true. sounds that uh, bleep and bloop and uh, exactly like you, you guys, those sounds you were making. We incorporate that and enhance video games with music. Well, there was no lag in serving up that sound file, was there, Lisa? <laughs> that's right. I have the reflexes of an armadillo. An armadillo. <laughs> that's actually... Armadillos are gamers who play slowly, in case you didn't know. I think you mean that, that you're actually quick to respond, like you did with that sound file that you just played to tell us what time it is. Yeah, I'm amazing and perfect, and no one dislikes me. <laughs> I mean, that's correct. It's hot seat time. That's right. We put our experts on the hot seat while they answer questions about video games. Lisa, who should we put on the hot seat first? I've thought a lot about that. I would like to put Liel Leibovitz okay. on the hot seat first because his initials are LL and those are the first two letters of llama and llamas are what I eat. <gasps> no! <laughs> yeah. Llamas. But the, okay, it's a, it's a reason in any event. Remember that right. smoothie? That was a llama smoothie? That was smoothie? llama smoothie, The yeah. one that I took a sip of? Yeah, really oh, good. I thought that, I thought it was just chicken. No, no. it's mostly llama. Oh, gosh. I don't and think slime. I ever want, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever want that one again. Thank okay. you so much. Oh, disgusting. All right. So we're putting Liel on first. So do you have a couple of questions ready, Amy? Yeah. Okay, cool. How do video games affect the way we learn and study? Oh. That is an excellent question. First of all, I'd like to note that unlike my fellow expert. My notes are not on paper. They are on machinery. Because that's what experts use. Um, so in my line of work, 
studying the way video games affect the way we learn and perceive of the world is actually a very big part of what we do. For example, you may think that anytime you play a video game, what do your parents tell you? Stop playing oatmeal, the famous game. <laughs> Stop wasting your time, right? How dare they? But it turns out that playing video games is actually a very good distraction for your brain because it takes you out of the kind of continuous, stressful work that you do when you study, say, math, and actually allows your brain to kind of make different sort of connections by figuring out things in challenges and puzzles and really kind of builds up your cognitive system, which is a fancy way of saying building up your brain to think better. Whoa. Whoa. That, I didn't, he must deep, be a professor. I didn't right? understand what Only he said. Only professors talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will ask Sharon a question. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite video game? My favorite video game, I have to hearken back to my, uh, my very first time with a video game was back in the 80s. So my family, I come from a really big family and we couldn't afford to buy an Atari, the 2600, Atari 2600. And so my parents said to us, if you want to get this Atari, you have to save up bottles and cans, which, you know, are worth you five, built 10 cents. an Atari out of we bottles did. and cans? We saved $80 with bottles and cans and bought an Atari 2600. And my most favorite game was Pac-Man and remains my most favorite to this day. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. And uh, the inventor of, of Pac-Man, you know, he actually invented that game while eating a slice of pizza. He was eating pizza and took out a slice and looked at the remainder of the pie, and then the idea for Pac-Man uh, came to him. So, pretty cool fact, huh? So you're saying a kid should eat a lot of eat pizza? Eat a lot of pizza, and maybe he'll <laughs> design the next most popular video game in the world. All right, everybody, eat pizza. <laughs> yes, sir. Very cool. I have a question for Leo. Mm -hmm. Leo, what, what do you do all day? Yeah, what do you do all day, dude? You just sit around being a podcast. Yeah, That's what my mother asks me. Here. Don't judge. I play video games. I really do. I sit and I play a lot of video games. And I watch other people play video games. And I do video games. Wait, are game. you a YouTuber? No, I watch no. people in real life in laboratories uh, that look like a very fancy classroom with a lot of machinery. And I watch people play video games. And then I try to answer all kinds of questions. Like, for example, do different things happen to you if you play games for an hour as opposed to for three hours? Do you remember a lot of the plot of the game that you played? Or you just remember the feeling and the action of it? Uh, how are your eyes moving? Are they watching the screen at all? Or is it just your thumbs going on automatically? And if we understand the answers to these questions, we can make better video games. And we can make video games that help us do all sorts of things, like learn, like train for all kinds of tasks. And that's kind of important. Cool. Yeah, to do that all day long, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you also want to ask Sharon a similar question? Yeah, what do you do? What do well, you do? Yeah. What do I yeah, do? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> so my job is, is a little bit different than my other expert here. Um, I spend a lot of time at a piano oh. uh, and then recording uh, demos for, and what a demo is, is if I'm testing, if say I need battle music 
before. Oh, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Exactly, exactly. And my task is to compose battle music for a certain scene of a video game that I've been assigned. Well, I will go through five, 10, 15 different versions of what will become the battle music that will be in the video game. But I do a bunch of demos. And what those are are recordings that are not finished yet, but where I will be playing a certain melody and then maybe I'll change it and make it into a minor key or, oh, let's go back to a major key here. And then I'll submit it. And then that goes under review. And then they send it back to me and say, measures 14 through 16 need an adjustment. I think you need to set the pace, make it more of a crescendo here into a day crescendo. So it's a little bit more legato at the end. So um, Wait, you have to know another language? You do. You have to learn Italian languages Italian. because in music, that's, uh, oh, that's, that's part of Oh, that's a music note. <laughs> so, so my work is done mainly by myself and then submitting it um, on a computer and then getting notes and then taking rewrites. And uh, it's a very long, painstaking process, but I love it. For Leo, mm-hmm. how are video games made? Video games used to be made Pretty simply, it was just one person sitting at home and programming something in a computer. A few of you may know this, but video games actually didn't used to have any pictures at all. They were just text. Uh, When we were growing up in the 80s, uh, video games were just adventures in which the computer will say to you, you have arrived at the castle. What do you want to do? And you Oh, would like, I'd like to go in. I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Lisa. <laughs> do you have llamas? Yeah. Oh, my um, God, a llama castle. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So that used to be pretty easy. Now, however, video games are made by teams of tens and sometimes hundreds and sometimes thousands of programmers that each do different things. Some uh, are just responsible for creating really gnarly graphics, so it looks really good. Some make beautiful music for video games. Others write the kind of story and the adventure, uh, the kind of plot, like in a movie. And others write the code, which is the actual computer language that lets the computer interpret what the game would look like on your screen. So right now, it will take maybe something like between a year and a half and four years, and maybe 400 people to make a video game, and some of them could cost up to $100 million to make. Come on. it's a lot of money. That's what if of money. one of the people mm-hmm. making the game has to go to the bathroom? <laughs> They're not allowed. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's they have robots for that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I want to be a bathroom robot. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, is right. That's what I heard. That's Don't right. Don't judge. <laughs> I have a question for Sharon. Mm-hmm. Do you like sports video games? I do like sports video games. I would say my favorite would be, I love those FIFA, the FIFA games, uh, especially FIFA 18. I think the music in it this year is fantastic. And all the music in the FIFA games are pop songs that they get the rights to. And um, and then they compose a overall score in the theme of of the game, so I would say uh, FIFA. So they're not writing the, the music themselves? They're not, They're no. just taking other people's music? They are, but, but they get hmm. paid a pretty penny. So do they have to know anything about music? Well, I mean, the designers of the game want to create themes. Right. Um, and so if, you, if anyone here has played any of those, FIFA or Madden, the, the music in those games is... It's exciting, it, it's heart racing, so that goes along with playing the sport. So it's almost like your own theme song playing while you're scoring that touchdown. So uh, it's, 
it, it helps enhance the playing of the game, which is our goal as composers and as musicians is uh, to enhance the game that the people are playing. I have a question for Leo. What is your favorite video game console? My favorite video game console of all time is the fantastic Nintendo GameCube, which had an amazing game on it called James Bond GoldenEye, which remains, I think, the greatest action video game ever made. I don't know. Controversial. No, greatest. it was cool. He had a gold eye. Uh, he couldn't see, and he bumped into stuff because his eyes were made out of gold. Well, it really was the first time that action sort of like first-person shooters really got sophisticated about the scenery, about the action, about the characters. It really felt like you were in a movie, and video games really didn't do that before. Before that, they were kind of cartoonish and silly, and this really made you feel like you're totally immersed in the real world. Um, ah, I hate the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. Me too, buddy. <laughs> Pretty cool. It's that time in the show when Lisa helps find the bugs in our experts' programming. That's right. It's agitate time. Android-generated inquiry to analyze the experts. That's right. Lisa will now generate a question for Imi to ask both of our experts. And Lisa, can you please generate that agitate question for Imi? What? What? Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a very long piece. It's like a coupon. This oh, is... yeah. You wanted coupons, right? No, no. Got... You guys want coupons? Free Slurpees. We got like... Yeah. No, we got like... Everyone wants Slurpees. medicine and Ew. gum and... A Come. jumbo-sized container of Q-tips. I get a lot of your wax, Deborah. I see. <laughs> well, how about if you try to print out the agitate question instead? Okay, they seem to like the Slurpee thing. I don't know. Fine, here we go. Uh, don't worry, here we go. Is that it? I don't know. I can't see. It all comes out of my butt. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm going to give you the agitate question that Lisa has generated and you will ask both experts this question. Why are robots better than humans at video games? Oh, that's a really good, a really good question. Yeah, she's got a good question. I see. Mm -hmm. mm. I see. All right. So which expert would like to take on that question first? I'll take it. Robots are specialized computers, right? So um, Super special. If mm. most systems are based on a central processing unit, a CPU, that can be programmed using code, like Java or C++. So when you have a mistake in code, you can go back and correct it. So there's always a human who is ultimately programming the robot. I mean, I, I'm sorry to offend Lisa, but yeah. um, there like is somebody helping you, me. helping you along. So uh, you always have the aid of a human with a robot. I don't. That I don't. would be behind, my answer. Yeah, behind every good robot. No, that's all. I'm amazing. You are. You are. Thanks to Thank humans. Thank you. What? Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Lisa and yeah. disagree with my fellow experts. Yeah, this guy's <gasps> awesome. Robots are better, uh, at least theoretically, at video games because video games are all about making choices. 
And those choices are built into what we call algorithms, which are fancy computer language uh, decision trees. A person comes into a corridor. Where does he turn? A person sees a monster. Do we go left? Do we go right? I would pee myself. <gasps> if I saw a monster, I'm sorry. Very to say it. I, would... I, I don't blame you at all. I hate monsters. But now, because of the CPU or the central processing unit that my fellow expert mentioned, humans can only make very few decisions at a given time, right? If you think about what to have for dinner, you're like, oh my God, it's chicken or steak or pasta or rice. Your mind kind of goes crazy. Computers, robots, could look at thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, maybe even millions of options, depending how good the computer is, really and good. say what the <laughs> best course of action would be. So if a computer looked at the code of the video game, they could say, well, that's the best course of action. They could solve a game that would take a human being hours, maybe even days, probably in minutes. Uh, I think he's awesome, and <laughs> we should well, hang out sometime. Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the expert. I'm just saying, just I because do, you like him, yeah, yeah, just whatever. because he's pandering to Even you. if he's lying, I still like him. <laughs> okay, fine. You can hang out later. You can have llama slushies together. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> right? Okay, good. I have coupons for them, by the way. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah. But it is decision time. So, as acting avatar for the class, Imi, who do you think is our liar, liar, pants on fire. I don't know. You don't know? Who do you A lot you think? of people in the audience are pointing. If you had to guess, go with your gut. They're pointing. Oh, they're pointing? Didn't they're anyone ever teach you not to point? It's so <laughs> rude. Pointing. They're pointing at uh, they're some pointing of the people. At, they're pointing at you. They're pointing at me. That's Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so that uh, one person's pointing over there, the other person's pointing over there. That kid thinks it's me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you think that Sharon is our liar, liar, pants on fire, clap your hands. Okay? If you think Liel is our liar, liar, pants on fire, clap your hands. Whoa. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Did, could you tell what the majority... Yeah, yeah you thought, and Do you agree, maybe, you think? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. It's going to be a toss-up. But I'll save the majority. Okay. It's always best to agree with everyone. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. You think Sharon is our liar. So are you guessing that because the because of the class applause or because something in, in your gut tells you that Sharon's a liar? Because of them. Because of them. Okay. That's you a lot did of it. pressure, you people. You did it. Group think. And, and you agree or you really just have no idea? I agree. You agree because... Right, because it's hard to go against the masses, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Can we have a drum roll, please? Very good. Now we're our true, actual, real video games expert. Please let us know who you are. My name is Leah Leibowitz. Whoa. He's the expert! And I'm the video game professor. That is correct, Leah. Leibovitz is our video games expert, and he is a professor. He professes about video games. That was fantastic. Good job, you guys. Well done, Imi. So let me let me know. Were there any lies that you heard Sharon uh, speak to our class that you would like to uh, let our class know about? Other than the Atari costing $80 in <laughs> 1982, I think Sharon was remarkably well prepared. Oh, very good. So for those of you who guessed, that, who thought that Sharon was the expert, she did pretty well. Were there lies that you told besides the Atari lie? Yes. Well, I mean, 
There were a couple of peppered lies in there, um, mm, including uh, what I studied. I I know nothing about music composition. <gasps> um, yeah, I know. She and um, video games and music. Oh my goodness. I don't I don't even know how how video games are made. So those those terms wow. like oh my Java. I always thought that that was coffee. So it is, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't even know the kind of programming. I don't. People do. So I Liel, don't. do people use Java to make video games? Nope. Not not that often. Not that often. Several elements sometimes. Okay. I think so I heard that about that in the, the late 90s. In Java, the late 90s. So That's why one came Recycling terms. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Well, I was fooled. I didn't know. I didn't know I what was going on at all. And you all did. And then give yourselves a round. That was excellent. You guys picked the liar. That was fantastic. That's actually all for us today. So thank you to our contestant, Aimee, and to the Jefferson fourth grade class. Fourth grade class. Yes. Whose POV yielded excellent questions. And thank you to our expert in liar, Liel and Sharon, and to our sound effects robot, Lisa. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to Pants on Fire, where we attack and farm for the truth. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit bestrobotever.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at Pants on Fire Cast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, I'm going to make sure these kids don't replace me by uh, telling them not to replace me. Don't do it. They're out to get me, Anybody make a good sound effect? Yes, go ahead. What was that? <laughs> I know what that was. That was a dinosaur looking in the mirror. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. We'll get back. Oh, wait, one more. Yes, you have a sound effect? Oh, my gosh, that sounded like you're hurting yourself. Oh, my gosh. These sound effects are dangerous. Hey, it's Chris Terry. Sneaking in at the end of your show to let you know that we have a new website for Gen Z Media. GZMshows.com is our new home on the web where you can listen to all of our podcasts, buy scripts, t-shirts, mugs, and more. You can even hear trailers from our upcoming releases months before they come out. Check out the new site at GZMshows.com. That's the letter G, the letter Z, Z if you're Canadian like me, and the letter M, shows.com. Thanks again for listening. Give me a Z. From PRX.